Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Hebrews chapter 4. If you're there, you say, Amen. Verses 12. The Bible says that for the word of God is quick. Tell your neighbor the word is quick. Tell your neighbor people are slow but the word is quick. Circumstances might be slow but the word of God is quick. Men's opinions and ideas might be slow but the word of God is quick. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now the Bible says for the word of God is quick. It is quick. It is quick. Now give me the amplified of that. Now the Bible says, for the word of God that speaks is alive. Tell your neighbor, the word of God is alive. Yes. And the Bible says, and is full of power. The word of God is alive. The word of God is full of power. The word of God is alive. What you're listening to right now, it's alive. What you're listening to right now is powerful. And because it's alive and it is powerful, the Bible says it's making it active. That power makes it active. It's operative. It's energizing and effective. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is energizing and effective. It operates. It's active. The thing you've believed is not dead. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now the Bible says it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life. That is the soul and the immortal spirit. And of the joints marrow of the deepest parts of our nature. And the Bible says it exposes and sifts and analyzes and judges the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the Bible says another creature exists that is concealed from his sight. But all things are open and exposed. Naked and defenseless to the eyes of him which with whom we have to do. In as much, in as much. Now he has spoken about what the word is. And he says, in as much as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. He says, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, let us hold fast our confession. He has given you the reason why your confession must be bold. He has given you a reason why you cannot speak weak. Why you cannot speak slowly. Why you cannot hold back your words. Hallelujah. He has given you a reason why you cannot hesitate when you must speak a word. He has given you a reason why you must not fret or be fearful when you're declaring something. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how crazy it is. I don't care how high it is. I don't care how unreachable men see it is. 
we have a great high priest that has ascended and passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. And he says, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. That means if you say you believe him, you must confess and speak a certain way. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, to give you context of what I want us to understand this evening, Hebrews chapter 4 begins from a very touching experience of men which believed. And in verses 2, he says, For unto us was the gospel preached, but as well as unto them. So now, here, the writer is trying to give a distinction, a difference between him and them as a certain group and another group of folk who like them received the very word. The Bible says, and to us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The word, you listen to the same word with the person next to you. And that word works for your immediate neighbor. And that word does not work for you. The very word. The very gospel that was preached to them, the writer in Hebrews says, was preached to him too. But the Bible says, he mixed the word with faith. And it worked for him. And for them, the word did not work. It's the same word. And some of us, when it doesn't work, we blame everything and everybody. Praise God. We blame every circumstance, every situation, every individual, everywhere, except us. But the Bible gives an example of men who received the word. But the Bible says they did not mix it with faith in them that heard it. Now, there are two minds here that Hebrews 4.2 gives us. And in fact, there are two kinds of experiences through which the word of God works in our lives. A bit here, when you read here, it looks like one of them. But in Hebrews 4.2, there are two experiences by which the word of God works in our lives. By which we receive faith. You understand? Now, of course, you all know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is that not true? But you see, I want to show you how faith works. Because I always tell people, at least if you're trying to grow in faith, and you fail to understand how the faith principle works, how the way of faith works, so you're still a work in progress in these things called faith, at least attach yourself to somebody who believes. Build something around somebody who knows God a certain way. Because associations do matter. Now read it in the Amplified. The Amplified says, Hebrews 4 verse 2, the Amplified says that, For indeed we have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God, proclaim unto us just as truly as they, the Israelites of all, did the good news of deliverance from bondage that came to them. But... 
The message they had did not benefit them because, listen, it was not mixed with faith. That is, with the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. By those who had it. Listen, neither were they united in faith with the ones, that is Joshua and Caleb, who had it and believed. I mean, at least if you don't understand the word, when you find somebody who knows it and it's working for him, at least be one with them. And this oneness here means fellowship. If you find somebody succeeding financially and the word of faith works for them financially, be their friend. Are you hearing me? If you find somebody with a great healing anointing, be their friend. If you find somebody with a successful ministry, connect. You understand? Why? Because it's one thing for you not to have it, but neither united in faith with the one who had and believes it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, associations are important. You don't relate with everybody. Somebody shout hallelujah. If your friends don't take you deeper in God, you're wasting your time. Hallelujah. Surround yourself with people who provoke your spirit to faith. Sit with people, you sit over lunch with them and start talking. Before you know it, you're like, where did you get that? Are you hearing me? Sit with people who make you pull your notebook and not something on your phone. Those are the ones you need. Get me a man who is always around people who meditate a certain way and also believes God a certain way. And I'll tell you a man who is surely confirmed in success. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So faith did not work for them. Praise God. They didn't understand how the mystery of faith works. Neither united themselves with them that had that faith and had believed. Somebody shout amen. amen. You know, sometimes I hear people say, ah, me, as long as I have the Holy Spirit. I don't need anyone in this world. Listen, <laughs> you will need some people in this world. I repeat, you will need some people in this world. Why? Because What's the point of you going on a mountain when what you're looking for somebody has? Some people in this world are mountains. <laughs> Slap somebody and tell them they are talking about me. Praise God. May God make you relevant every day. May what is inside you make you relevant. May you be the mountain men climb for answers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's why he says that all things are for your sakes. That's through the thanksgiving of many. This might redound to the glory of God. Through the thanksgiving of many. That means when the faith of God is operating on your life. There are people who are like, hey, rakatalapaye. If it is working in that sister's life. Mm, karamando satalapa. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you've seen somebody has bought a new car, give him a seed of fuel and tell him, Randall Zebra Katalapa. I love that faith. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you hear somebody's getting married, I saw a seed too and say, mm -hmm. in that one, I'm uniting my faith of marriage in the testimony that is happening in your life. Such people succeed. But you know, there's folk who don't know how to celebrate the successes of others. 
Right? When somebody successes, they turn away like this. God, why that one? Are you hearing me? That means you have a problem with God who blessed them. Somebody shout hallelujah. Every time you see something. I remember even when I was banking. I was always the first to congratulate. Always the first. I loved it. When somebody was promoted, I sent them an email. Man, you had to make it. I saw you. I saw you. Are you hearing me? You must learn to celebrate people. Even in the smallest things. What you celebrate, you attract. Because it means you give honor to the God who promotes. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. So he's talking about folk, people who did not know how to mix faith in the same gospel that was preached to them. And because they could not mix faith in the same word that was given them, many of them did not have success in the very gospel that should have given success. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, because of that, then he starts to define rest and what it means to be rested in God. The Bible says, we which have believed have entered into rest. That means rest is of men who have believed, not men who are believing, but men who have what? Believed. Praise God. And so that is where our theme of scripture tonight comes from. Now, to go back to what I was speaking about, he starts to tell people, look, the word is active. It's alive. It has power. That word works. By this word, the worlds were framed. The same word formed everything you see. It is quick and active. It separates asunder. It goes into the penetrating of the dividing line between the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit. He says the joints and marrows of the deepest parts of its nature are all exposed. It brings out and sifts and analyzes and judges the very thoughts and purposes of our hearts. This is the thing that did not work for certain people. Are you hearing me? And now as he continues to explain that, he says, and on top of this word and its efficacy, we have a priest. Why does the Bible say he has ascended and passed through the heavens? It means he has gone to the highest level of height. That between us and God, there is no interruption anymore. In the Old Testament, they had veils, right? There were veils, physical veils in the temple. Where we men would not enter except the high priest. Praise God. And used to enter on behalf of Israel. Now the Bible says that when Jesus was dead and raised to life. The veil the Bible says was rent in two two. In other words, the dividing wall to the holy of holies was all broken. Any man or any woman had free access. Now when the Bible says that this high priest has ascended in the heavens. And he's seated at the right hand of the father. He has conquered every level of frustration in the heavenly places. He has conquered every hindrance in the heavenly places. Now you can no longer say that I would have had my answer, but the princess of Persia withstood me for 21 days. No, he has ascended above the princess of Persia. Who is following what I'm trying to tell you? He's gone way beyond. And wherever he's gone, the Bible says you've gone with him. 
That means no realm holds the person of Christ back and neither the Christian. We are not limited by access. We are not limited in any way to access God. That is why the Bible says that we access through faith. The more you're able to believe God according to the word of God that you've received in your spirit, the more results will work in your spirit. Now, the key to access is faith. It's no longer you ready to believe God. It's how much are you ready to believe him? It's no longer you ready to believe. No, it's how much are you ready to believe him? Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout amen. Praise God. And so he tells us, because we have this priest, don't lose the way you speak. Don't lose your confession. Speak a certain way. <laughs> hallelujah. Praise God. Confess a certain way. Hold fast to your confession. Why does the Bible say hold fast? There would not be an impression to hold fast if there are no forces that push you from holding on. Praise God. You can't, God cannot say hold fast if there are no winds against your confession. They are and will be winds against your confession. They are and will be things that go contrary to the way you believe God. But these things are not drawing you away because they have the power and strength to draw you away. But they are drawing you away because they have the ability to trick you into falling off. For the new creation, there is no such thing as the devil overtook him. The devil threw him down. She was overtaken by Satan. There is no such thing in the Christian faith. It doesn't exist. He says, I speak to you, fathers, because you've known him. And he says, and I speak to you, young men, because the word of God abides in you and you have overcome him. He says, you have overcome him. You're not going to, you have overcome him. He speaks to you because he knows you are strong. Now, when I talk about young men, some people start to say, eh. What is he talking about when it means young men? I know people who are young by age, but their bodies are so old. Are you hearing me? They're 29, but they're already like this. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. The Bible says he shall renew your youth. Do you know the meaning of renewing? Slap somebody and tell them I'm renewed. Yes. The Bible says he shall renew your youth. Praise God. He satisfies your mouth with good things. You learn to speak a certain way. You stand in the mirror every morning. And the Bible says your youth is renewed like an eagle. Are you hearing me? You shake off every old thing. Every morning. That's why I said. People sitting under this kind of word. I pray. I pray to God. I pray to God. And I pray always to God. That. God keeps some people alive to see you in your 90s. I'm not praying to God to keep you alive. Uh -huh. I'm praying to God that you keep some people alive to see you at the age of 90. <laughs> 
if you plan to get old very quickly, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. The Bible says your mouth is filled with good things. No man whose mouth is good with good things will grow old. No, you'll be strong. Even in your old age, you'll be strong. Hallelujah. You'll be strong. They'll look at you and say, but are you really 90? Say, yeah. What do I look like? You look like 45. No, I'm 90. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. We won't need anti-aging creams. And injections in the faces. No. Rataraba. Rakatalapaye. Some guy phoned me and he said, but I remember you from university days. You have not changed. Actually, what did you expect? Did you expect me to change? Because all my guys in university now come in, you guys are like, this. no. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. He said, take hold of your confession. Hold on to your confession. Hold fast to your confession. In other words, there are things that will come and want to change your confession. There are things that will come and want to provoke your confession regardless of what they are. Hold on. Never change your confession for anything. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 verses 1, it says that since all this is true, since the word we're speaking is true. The Bible says we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard. Least in any way we should drift past them and sleep away. In fact, I was studying the literal translation of sleeping, drifting past and sleeping away. And that's the exact opposite of holding fast. That means if a man is not holding fast, they're sleeping away. The literal word there for sleeping away is the exact opposite. Praise God. So you see here, God doesn't say the devil will take you away. No, you're the one who is sleeping away. You're drifting. It's your responsibility. Because life and death are in the power of the what? The tongue. In the power of the tongue. In the power of the tongue. See, sometimes... We say these things, oh, people know confession. But you see, many people don't show the results of somebody who has mastered their confession. Confession is not just an agenda you set and program your mind to do, no. It's an exercising of your spirit into mastery. And any man who has mastered the art of confession has certain results. I'm not talking about people who speak positively. I'm talking about people who have mastered the art. What do I mean by mastering the art? When the Bible says hold fast, there are things that are going to come and will want to throw you a certain way. But you see, like I said, they don't really have the power to because all power and authority has been given unto Jesus. Put you on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles, the tricks of the enemy. He doesn't have any more power to throw you off balance, but he has enough tricks to throw you off balance. 
And those streaks come through the manipulation of your thought pattern, your thought lines, your thinking. That one day, before you know it, somehow, you find yourself making a confession you're not supposed to make when you're not supposed to make it in spite of the fact that you know that you're not supposed to confess certain things. Now, when you get into the place of mastery, to master the art of confession, it means that you get to a point where, regardless of what the devil sends, your spirit is alert enough through sunesis to pick it. Through the critical wisdom of God to pick it and know this is the devil wanting me to confess things a certain way. You might have somebody in hospital and they're sick. You're confessing, they're well in the name of Jesus. They're well, they're well in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me? They're well in the name of Jesus. And then a doctor walks in. But you've been confessing right. And you have a, a person on the bed. And then a doctor walks in and says, huh, we just found some worse news on the patient. But you've been telling everyone. Are you hearing me? Now, I'm not saying the doctor is the devil. I'm only saying the devil surrounds himself around the words of the doctor. Right? <laughs> Woo! Glory! And then the doctor says, you know, I think we have some not good news about this patient. I think, ah, yeah, yeah. Then they look at you like, I don't know how to tell you this. Oh God, oh God, doctor. What? Now. <laughs> but you're the one a few minutes saying, hey, it's just well in Jesus' name. No, <laughs> yeah, sir, how can he die? Mm -mm. It's not possible. But now, when you get to the doctor, you're shaking. That means you have not understood mastery. Master is the point where you tell everyone they're okay and the doctor says, I think we have some not good news. And you tell them, doctor, all things can only work out for God. Okay, whatever. But I was trying to say, then they say, you say but yeah, we're going to change it. Don't worry. <laughs> Praise God. See, the devil knows how to put certain people to places of confession without even knowing. And then they just come back later. Oh, sorry, sorry, cancel. If you've found yourself cancelling the same words you've spoken, it means you've not yet understood mastery. Mastery does not have cancellation. No. You get it, you get it fully, that regardless of when or how, you never find yourself speaking a certain way. Because it's the opposite of holding fast. So, the place of sleeping away in the spirit realm, literally, is the opposite. As if you're not holding fast, you're sleeping away. Are you hearing me? It's not the word that is leaving you. No, you have given in already. The pain comes, I'm the righteousness of God. Then it increases, I'm the righteousness of God. Then it increases, I am the righteousness of God. Then it increases. Then you say, Robert, let's go to hospital. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Did you understand what I just said? This person spoke. They were speaking the right words while the pain was little. You know, if you've been tested a certain way, you know that faith is beautifully confessed when everything is going on right. 
God, they've paid you. Things are happening. Hey, you understand? You have that kind of promotion. It's easy. Greater is he which is in me than he that is in the world. If he did not withhold his son, did not with all things, give me all things. It's easy. But then things come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then they get every craziness out of you. And then before you know that, the same person who sat in the same sermon is testing. Apostle, pray. I'm going now. Where? If you don't see me tomorrow. <laughs> I love the apostle faith. Smith He said, I would rather die believing than living in doubt. <laughs> Smith was said, I would rather die believing than living in doubt. Now me, when I understood faith, I got a pencil and erased some words there. Are you hearing me? And I said, I can't die believing and neither can I live in doubt. <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. You can't believe and die. Impossible. But how come he died? You didn't believe. You can't believe and die. You can't believe and die. But what are you? They just shall live by faith. Where faith is, life is. Shout amen. Shout amen. In Proverbs 21 verses 23. Give me the message version of that. He says, one, two, three, let's go read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot of what? A lot of grief. He says, watch your tongue. And he says, watch your words. Hold your tongue. You will save yourself from a lot of grief. That means when you find somebody who has a lot of grief, their tongue is not controlled. They don't hold their confession. They don't have any control over their mouth. He said, if you learn to speak a certain way, you'll save yourself from a lot of grief. Some of you don't know you're the total sum of things you spoke long ago. Now you're just harvesting. You're just harvesting. You're just harvesting. <laughs> you're just in your harvest. You are demonstrating the results of your words. I tell people, Christians, do you know the Bible is against coarse jesting? Do you know what coarse jesting is? Silly jokes? Some of you think that in the spirit realm there are jokes. In the spirit realm there is no jokes. In the spirit realm, you can't say, ha ha, I'm poor. Anyway, I'm joking. No. In the spirit realm, in the spirit realm, there is no jokes. One time I was with a friend and we were talking. Huh? And this person was on phone. We were just talking. And the next thing I know, this person, he just laughed and said, hey, hey, uh, you have grown old. I said, 
I'm an old, very old, old person, very old. I mean, my age. I said, nah, what are you saying? He said, nah, come on, you're so now I'm joking. Don't you even want to? Let me, me I don't joke. Okay, joke in wealth. Hey, get some jokes on, on a lot of money. Hey, joke and say, if I've started a bank on Ginger Road, yeah, joke like that. tell people even in the joke I don't confess negatively even in the joke because Satan does not joke he doesn't joke he doesn't jest with you he said if you want to live a life with no grief watch your mouth hold your tongue You'll be saved from many things in this world. You'll be saved. You see, but yet when I knew. But you see, you don't show the results of one who knows. Many have been sat under me for many years. But when pressure comes, someone can speak a word and you're like, eh. But, but I understand, I understand. But you see, let me, if you want to know that you've understood or mastered confession. Check how you speak when you're under pressure. If you're not under pressure, don't tell us. Don't even boast. I'm here now to speak. You see, uh, I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Eh? No, that's nothing. Let things hit you very well. And then you say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, we're just not talking about speaking. We're talking about mastery. And I tell people, when you understand this mastery, you take a hold even of the sayings of your heart. Because some people don't know, but even their hearts speak. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 17, what does it say? It says, and thou say in thine heart, you can speak with your heart. You know that people who are confessing, I am the righteousness of God. But it's actually like, why would I not? You understand? Here they are saying, I cannot die. But their heart is telling you, tomorrow by 10 you're gone. But they are confessing, I will make it. I'm more than a conqueror. By Christ who strengthens me. But their heart is telling them, woman, by tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., they are firing you from that job. I am more than a conqueror. But they are firing you. You understand? And some of you, the war is no longer between you and what is fighting you. The battle is now between you and your heart. Your heart is saying what your mouth is not saying. Or your mouth is saying what your heart is not saying. And what your mind is saying because you've learned the word is different from what your heart is saying. That is why the Bible says in Psalms 19 verses 14. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. It's not enough to have the right confession and your meditation of your heart is warped. It's not enough for you to believe well in your heart but confess negatively. We have people like that. The way you speak is different from the way your heart is thinking. And if you examine yourself, you know that what I'm saying is true. He says, Guard your heart for out of it are the issues of life. Why does he say so? Because 
it's important for your heart to be in the place where the word is. But also, it's not easy for your heart to agree quickly when pressure is around you. I'm not saying it's easy. That's why I said it's mastery. That is why these are the things the Bible says, guard your heart and mind in Christ. You see? He says, be anxious about nothing. But with all prayer and supplication, he says, and thanksgiving, make your petitions or present your requests unto God. Praise God. And the Bible says, and when you do that, the peace of God which passes all understanding, the Bible says, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ. Because God wants both in him. You cannot have a mind in and a heart out. You can't have a heart in and a mind out. You can't have mind and heart out. You must have your mind and heart in Christ. So much as some of you have learned, have mastered the art of confessing right, inside your heart is troubled. So you ask me, how do I deal with my heart? Talk to it. Are you hearing me? When you're confessing right and you feel like there's fear in there, every time you feel fear grow up, understand your heart is speaking. That's how you know the heart is speaking. Slap it and say, rebuke you, your spirit of fear. Hey, get in line. You cannot be afraid right now. You can't disappoint me in this time. I need you to be working. I need you to be in the right place at the right time. Now imagine somebody who's born, born again is passing his life. Is she fine? Praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Many years ago, when I was mastering this thing, I realized that my heart was speaking differently from my mouth. And I started to see in those years, I could not see the results of what my mouth was speaking. And I thought, maybe I just have to increase speaking. I increased speaking. I spoke morning, day, afternoon. I am this, I am that. Nothing. Next day, no results. Until I realized that when I'm dealing with a confession of my mouth, I must deal with my heart too. It must believe this. And the result of that is peace. The Bible says strengthened within him. By him. Are you hearing me? There's that strength that is of the Lord. When things, yes, are not yet perfect, but inside something tells you it is fixed. You, you don't have physical proof, but inside something is telling you it's fixed. Have you ever been in, do I have a witness? Have you ever been in a situation where everyone is looking at you and they're feeling sorry, but inside there's something is telling you it's fixed. And then your heart is in the right place and then your mouth tells you, ah, we don't know. No. Keep your heart and mind there. Somebody shout hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 6 2 says, Thou art ensnared. You are arrested. Somebody shout hallelujah. With the words of thy mouth, and thou art taken with the words of your mouth. In other words, even when you are in trouble, you can't be taken. When your confession is still right. Who has understood what I just said? 
Yes, you are in trouble. I don't know who landed you there. Maybe even yourself. Even when you're there. Don't say I'm gone. No. The Bible says you are snared with the words of your mouth. And with the words of your mouth you are taken. Taken where? Into captivity. Into bondage. Your words ensnare you. It's not what's around you that's really a snare. No, it's your words. I wish you understand it. It's your words, both of your heart and your mind. What your mouth is saying and your, what your heart is, it's your mouth. The mouth of your heart and the mouth of your mind. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, we are no longer just talking about confession here. We're talking about mastery. I'm talking about mastery. Recently, I was taking a little research, eh? a little reading and research and comparison of things. And I was searching about optic physics, right? Just physics. There was an area of physics that I, I got so fascinated about. Now, and it showed me that even now the things of the world, they're starting to explain faith. They are interpreting what the Bible has spoken for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. These are simply things men are discovering. Let me give you a qualification of divine health. Not healing. Tell your neighbor divine health. Tell them divine health. Now, Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 says, my son, attend to my words. Is that what it says? Incline thine ear unto my word, my sayings. And the Bible says, let them not depart from thine sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. And says, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. That means, no man who reads the Bible a certain way can be sick. Now, I know that I'm going to appear proud to you. Because you can say, now, you see. You don't even know. He doesn't know that I've been reading. He doesn't know that I've read the Bible probably even more than him, and yet I'm struggling in my body. You read the wrong part. You misunderstood it. You probably went into lamentations to lament. You understand? I'm not saying that in itself the Bible is the wrong part. I'm only saying that there are things in scripture that don't apply to present truth. Like in the Old Testament, men were circumcised. They mean that right now we get men and circumcise them on the eighth day when they're born. See? Now we're talking about the circumcision of the heart. If we are to go with the Old Testament understanding of scripture, many women wouldn't have attended service today. Do you understand what I'm saying? But praise God. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Because that shadow has been dealt away with and now we have the person Christ. Somebody shout amen. Shout amen. You looked at the wrong thing in the word. You understood it wrongly. You understood it the wrong way. You were taught the wrong way. If the Bible says they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh, Want it or not, when you understand the word a certain way, a certain health springs robust on your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Now, I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what the doctor says. The word of God is true. But you see, there are people who always go in those parts of, when I'm in my bed of sickness, I shall stay there. Now, And many don't understand that probably you can actually, the Bible can kill you if you look at the wrong thing in there. The Bible is supposed to be interpreted through revelation. Peter said these things, many men twist and rest with the same scriptures. Are you hearing me? Like they do with the rest and to their own destruction. That means if you don't understand the word, you can even die reading the word. And destruction comes upon you reading the word because you're not reading it. You don't understand it in the way it should be understood. When the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge, sometimes it's what you don't know, but sometimes it's also what you know, but it's not it. It can kill you too. Somebody shout amen. Now, if these words are health to them, to all their flesh. Now, I want you to hear the word flesh there. Now, Psalms 119 verse 130 says the entrance and unfolding of the word of God gives light. Isn't it? It giveth understanding unto the word. The simple. That means this word which is life to them that find them and medicine and health to their all their flesh. All. Do you know what it means to say all? All means your organs, your liver, your kidneys, your heart, your lungs, your eyes, your ears, your hair, your teeth, your feet, your everything in there. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Rakatalapaye. But now he says that this same word is a light. Now, the physicians have discovered, or recently have known now, we all know the fact that when light is put on the flesh, huh, it is scattered. Flesh, physicians tell you, flesh scatters light. Now, aren't you understand this? In other words, when you get, say, a bulb or a torch or something, a light, and then put it on human flesh, right? The light starts to move and it is scattered. So flesh scatters light. So physicians also believe and scientists have proved also that blood absorbs light. Now, flesh scatters what blood absorbs. Did you understand what I just said? Flesh scatters what blood absorbs. Absorbs means every time light comes in, it takes it in. Blood takes in light. Flesh doesn't take in, it scatters it. When he says that if your eye is single, then your whole body will be filled with light. The flesh, right? It means the moment light hits the body, it scatters. Now, as it scatters through the flesh and finds blood, every time light, this is physical light, red light, infrared, whatever it is, every time that light hits skin, it scatters. When it meets blood, blood absorbs it. Now, if the entrance of your word brings light or gives Light. That means as the word of God comes and light hits your body. Are you hearing me? 
the flesh starts to scatter the light. And as the light meets the blood, the blood receives the light. Now, how can you be sick? Tell me any disease that is not pushed, that is not encouraged, that is not stirred, that is not enabled through blood. Tell me one disease that doesn't walk through blood. Tell me one disease that does not use the aid of blood. Now, if they say you have an incurable disease, right? And light comes to the body. Are you following what I'm saying? The body receives the light and starts scattering it. When it scatters it, the blood meets it and absorbs it and takes it in and says, that is why light can't go through blood. When you put light, when you put blood and then you put light, it can't go through because blood takes it in and hides it like this. It doesn't allow it to go out. It consumes all the light. Are you seeing science? So, that is exactly what is happening right now as you're hearing the word. It is moving through your body. Blood is absorbing it. And you're about to go to the doctor and the same doctor who found HIV will say, where is the HIV? Why? Because there is a life in God that kills any. Nothing can set war against you in your body. In fact, now they're using light to find diseases like tumors. But to deal with that, they get that same light, right? And then change its direction, right? And intensity. Manipulate the direction and intensity in what they call holography, right? And then what is supposed to be scattering comes together are you hearing me? Through holographic emissions. And then somehow comes together to define and say, okay, it diffuses itself and then sort of enters the skin. Instead of scattering, it is brought together. And that's when they identify and say, okay, now there's a tumor in this person. That means you need to affect the direction and intensity of the normal way light has to move to identify disease. If you have to let light to move the way God ordained it to move, you can't find disease. Who has understood what I just said? You have to manipulate the direction and intensity of light through holography to see the tumor. If you leave light to flow the way God created it to hit the human body, you can't find disease. And that's when I discovered, and I'm going to say something very crazy, and I might be misunderstood for so long. That's when I discovered that diagnoses are false when you understand epignoses. <laughs> oh my God. Did you understand what I just said? When you get to the full, complete, and perfect knowledge of God on your life, it doesn't matter what the doctor said is in your body. You can just say, Rakatara Baba. 
What is holographic scatter? And listen, I respect that doctors are using that to find disease and treating people. Good. We are not of this world. No, but do you know how many lives are going to be saved? Yes. Many lives are going to be saved that way when they can pick certain tumors and then operate them and then heal some people. That is for some people. But then there is another people also who don't need the misdirection. In fact, scientists call it discattering of light to identify disease. No, because the light they receive was meant to be scattered. Which is the word of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So every time you're speaking words in your life, you're scattering it, it's moving. The life of God, the blood is absorbing because the life is in the blood. But every time you identify and say, I have ulcers, you're discattering the light. You're finding what is not supposed to be found in you. You know, there are Christians who love every hour I go for checkup. What are you looking for? Maybe they might catch a disease early. Who told you? Methuselah did not go for annual checkups. Abraham did not go for annual checkups. Isaac did not go for annual checkups. If you're a doctor, treat the others, but apply this to yourself. <laughs> Woo, no, no, no. Glory to God. What are you looking for? Check me here. For what? What are you looking for? What do you want to find? You'll find it. I know that the words I'm speaking are not wisdom to people who are inclined to the way the world works. But you see, I would rather be right with God than have likes with the world. I'd rather be loved by one. Put your hand on your head. I say I have believed to live a divinely healthy life in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Luke chapter 6 verses 47. Luke chapter 6 verses 47. The message version. He says, these words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life. You don't just add them. Okay, go to them when, you know, you know, you know, God helps you when you're helping yourself. That stuff is not in the scriptures. These words are not mere additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words. Words to build a life on. The next verse says, if you walk the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on the bedrock. When river bursts, cancers, HIV crashed against the house, nothing could shock it. Why? Because it was built to last. And the next verse says, but if you just use my words in Bible studies, don't walk them into your life. You're like a damp carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing, tetanus and TB hit, the house collapsed 
like a house of cards and it was a total loss. The word should not just end in Bible studies. Work it. Now get to your feet and speak the most crazy words. You're going to talk about your health. You're going to talk about your business. You're going to talk about your career. You're going to talk about your height, your weight, your size, your wisdom, your glory, your understanding, your ministry. Come on, open your mouth and speak. 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 Come on. Speak. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Come on, speak. Speak. These are not additions to your life. No. They are not additions. They are your life. They are your foundation. If God said you were healed, you have no business looking for sickness in your body. If God says you're rich, you have no business looking at your account and then losing peace. Believe God. blessed of God. Divine health is yours. Come on, pray. I am the head and not the tail. <laughs> I'm above and not beneath. My paths are dropping with greatness. The things of the spirit are mine. To the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the changing of this world. I have access. I have wisdom. Wisdom is mine. Peace is mine. Divine health is mine. Victory is mine. In the mighty name of Jesus. Increase is mine. In the mighty name of Jesus. Multiplication is mine in the mighty name of Jesus. Nations are thronging in the name of Jesus to the God I serve. In the name of Jesus, my voice goes far to the corners of the earth, proclaiming the glory of God and his unwavering love for mankind. His peace is in me. Oh, his mind is working in me. The humility of spirit is my mind. I carry the form of God. I carry the power of God. I carry the influence of the Godhead. I don't fail. Everything I touch shall be blessed. 
Some of the words you're speaking are literally shaking the ground. Some of the words you're speaking, they literally threaten Uganda. Some of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Come on, speak. Speak to your ministry. Speak to your marriage. Yes. Speak to your children. Those that are present and those to come. Hold fast to your confession. Speak, 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 speak. Oh, speak. You are the bomb of Gilead. Speak. You are the rose of Sharon. You are. Store. You are the air I Oh Lord, you are You are the air I Oh Lord, you are When mountains fall I'll stay
me be Christ be Christ has to leave if Jordan above me it is then I am what it says I am I do what it says I do I stand where it says I stand I'm as healthy as, as it has spoken I'm as wise as it has said I'm as strong as it has said I'm a wonder as it has spoken I'm an influence as it has said I'm wisdom as it has proclaimed I'm glory as it has defined Come on, give the Lord. No, no, not like that. Hey, come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Give him a mighty praise. Give him a mighty praise. Like you know what he had. Give him a mighty praise. Like you know what has just happened in the spirit realm. Praise him to health. Praise him to victory. Praise him to provision. Praise him to joy. It is done. It is done. It is done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the solid rock. All other ground is sinking sand. I don't care how scientifically, mathematically, physically it's chemical. Praise God. One intended. I'm a believer. Say it. I'm a believer. It is well with me. It's well with my finances. It's well with my body. It's well with my family. It's well with my ministry. It's well with everything. In the mighty name of Jesus. Arrende recosta. 
this one is active. It goes through the bones, the marrows, your thoughts, your purposes. Separates the soul from the spirit. You can't fail. I can't fail. If you're sick in your body, you've been healed. Just do what you couldn't do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. So if you're here, and as I was speaking, you felt the Lord speak to you. You might be here and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is no name by which men can be saved except the name of Jesus. He's the one who loves you, loved you, and gave his life for you. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you want to say today, as you are speaking, I felt touched. I think I need Jesus today. You're going to repeat these words after me from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I've heard the gospel. I have believed that you died and was raised for me. The Bible says, with the heart, a man believes. And confession is made to salvation. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.